0: Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: Hello and welcome to Rams Talk, the preview show. I hope everyone's calmed down after the drama at Port Vale yesterday. 19 unbeaten now for the Rams 20 is going to be difficult. We've got West Ham coming to Pride Park on Monday in the FA Cup. Delighted to be joined by James Jones tonight to give us a bit of insight on the opposition. James, how are you?
2: I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me, Jamie.
1: Yeah, no worries at all. Well, we'll get straight into it. Uh, I want you to sum up West Ham's season so far
2: for me. Um, It's been uh, unexpected, Sh- Shambolic in, in parts. Um, rubbish in others. Um, yeah, not, not very good is probably the, the cleanest way of putting it. I mean, given the last two seasons we've had, no one was expecting us to have a third season like that. But equally, no one was really expecting a relegation battle. No one is expecting David, you know, us to be calling for David Moyes to be sacked. Um, and at the moment, that's the situation we're in. We're calling for him to go. We think now's the time for change. We're worried that... We don't change now. It could end in disaster. We could be back in the championship. Um, so it it's it's been unexpected in that way, but um it's we are trying to cling on to the good memories of the last two seasons, which is a strange, strange situation to be in because we wanted to build on that. And the club, for whatever reason, haven't done that so far. So um yeah, so far I've been very, very disappointed.
1: Yeah. And it is a, a real surprise because obviously you invested, you brought some players in um, looking at West Ham of previous seasons. Like you say there, they were always the team that, you know, the top six or top four would go to and, and struggle because West Ham would give them a good game. But it seems um, looking at recent performances where, where I've seen, you know, not the West Ham of, of old, um, which is, which is very strange and, um, want to talk to you a bit more about, obviously, the, the game on, on Monday. How do you feel that David Moyes will approach this one? Will it be a full-strength team that comes to Pride Park? Will we see fringe players come along?
2: I think it'll be a mixture of two. Um, the difference this season is that you know our main priority is staying in the Premier League, um, whereas previously it's been, well, we're doing well in the Premier League, so why don't we go for a cup as well? Uh, we're in the Conference League knockouts. um, So we've got that to look forward to as well. And I would have thought Moise, if he's still in a job, is probably looking at the Conference League as probably a more winnable competition than the FA Cup, which sounds a little bit weird, but I think it probably is. Um, But I think it will still be a mixture. I mean, at the end of the day, we we invested a lot in the summer, but our squad depth isn't brilliant. It's not brilliant at all. So it, it might bring in the likes of Flynn Downs, who's sort of getting the odd game here and there. He's coming off the bench a little bit. Um, you know, defensively we're, we're pretty thin so it'll be a, probably a full strength back four or back five regardless, you know, depending on which way he goes uh, and up front we've just got no options because now Danny Ings is injured uh, mm. um, after 15 minutes off the bench on his <laughs> debut um, Skamak is injured um, which is why we bought Danny Ings so we've got Antonio so Antonio will probably play up front um, and then it, it's what he does behind Antonio is whether he rests Bowen um and gives 4 hours go, whether he, he might bring lanzini in for a game um so there, there'll be there'll be a premier league ish starting 11 i would have thought it won't be he, he won't go load to youth um but he might just sort of rotate a little bit more than perhaps he would normally
1: yeah, yeah that's understandable one player i am looking forward to seeing and i hope he's on the pitch of course you probably know who i'm going to say Declan rice um Obviously, a lot of transfer speculation surrounding him at the moment. Um, After a fantastic World Cup, I thought he was probably one of England's best players, in in all honesty. Um, And I think he's pivotal to that team going forward. And and I suppose you hope West Ham. But where do you see his future? Is it a case of you can see him moving on? Is it a case that you think he'll stay around? What, what, What are you kind of thinking about Declan Rice at the moment?
2: I think we're we're all resigned to the fact that he's gone in the summer. Right. Um, and it's it's a sad situation because we, we had a really, really good opportunity to win the Europa League last year and be in the Champions League this year. And if we're in the Champions League this year, then you've got a character dangling in front of him and go, look, you know, we've made the Champions League once, hang about and help us continue on this on this journey. Um but if we win the Conference League this year, we're back in the Europa League next year. We're not going to finish in a league position to get Europe. So getting in Europe next year relies on us winning a trophy in the Conference League, and we haven't won a trophy since 1980. So it's a push. Um, And does he want to spend another year playing for West Ham in a second-tier European competition? Not really. He's too good for that. He he should be playing for a top-four club, for a title challenger, for a team playing in the Champions League, Um, because, quite frankly, he's that good. Um, We've been so lucky probably to keep him for one more year Um, I think the fact that Mark Noble retired and he got the armband probably was uh, enough to convince him to hang about for one more year. So you can have a year of proper captaincy behind him. Um, But we've resigned to the fact he's gone and um, we we won't begrudge him that move um, because we know he's that good. He's too good for us at the moment. You can't be playing. You can't be that good and be playing for a team that, you know, is always capable of being in a relegation battle. Um, And, you know, every now and then might get to a semi-final or a cup, but really doesn't really threaten of winning a trophy. So his future lies elsewhere. Um, it's just where he goes. Um, and, you know, it's no secret that he's a Chelsea fan. Grew up a season ticket holder there. His dad's a season ticket holder there. His dad's his agent. So um, that's the move that if he can get, he will have. But obviously there's talk of Arsenal as well. I don't really care where he goes as long as he's not Tottenham. Um, Tottenham can't afford him anyway, bless him. But, but yeah, uh, he's gone, and we're wishing them all the best. And like you know, he's been he's been so so good for us. And just watching him become the player that he's become um, has made every West Ham fan so proud. And you're right, he was he was England's best player in the World Cup. He was definitely England's best player in the champ, uh, European Championship final um, before Southgate weirdly hauled him off. Um, so yeah, he's world class. Um, whether he plays on Monday night is a different matter.
1: Yeah, well, I'm hoping I'm hoping to see him. Another player I'm hoping to see as well is Paqueta. Um, how have you? How would you sum up his start in a West Ham shirt?
2: It's it's a weird one because he's a natural number eight. Um, he plays number eight for Brazil. He excelled there at the World Cup for Brazil. Um, and before the World Cup, West Ham fans were banging their heads against a brick wall. Going, Why aren't you playing him as number eight instead? He's playing him as a ten, um, which he can play. But his, his natural most effective position is number eight alongside someone like Declan Rice. Um and he's only really used him in that position twice, I think, this season. Uh, and in like those two games that they were his best, best games, best performances. Um so if you use him right and use him correctly, then you get you get the best Lucas Pickett you know, that there is available. At the moment, David Moyes isn't doing that. Um, so it's been a bit of a, a bit of a weird start for him. I had so such high hopes when we signed. Him. I couldn't believe we'd signed him. Um, but you know, if he's not going to play as a number eight and he's going to consistently play as a number ten, then he's going to underwhelm naturally because it's not his natural position. So the hope is that Moyes does change it and plays him plays him at eight, and um, we get the best out of him because he can be so far more creative from a deep, deeper position. Um, so yeah, I, I, I still have high hopes for him. But it all rests on how he's used and at the moment he's not been used correctly.
1: Yeah, that's understandable. And I think if you've got Declan, Rice and Paquetta in a midfield, you know, that's exactly. a that's a very good midfield yeah, at, exactly. at any yeah. level. Um it maybe just needs a third player in there or another player in there that that allows them to 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 kind of have the best impact on a on a game, I guess. Mm. Um wanna talk about last time out, obviously 2-0 against Everton, putting the the final nail in Frank Lampard's coffin. Um, obviously, former Derby County manager Frank Lampard left us for bigger and better things and now is uh, without a job. So um, work that one out if that's a success. But um, what do you take away from that particular game?
2: Well, it was must win for both teams. Um, but it's important. A lot of people will look at the scoreline and go, oh, you know, West Ham had turn the corner. Um, It was our first win in eight, I think. It was our first Premier League win since October. Um, And the fact was that whoever lost that game lost their job. Um, Thankfully, it was Frank Lampard and we took a lot of pleasure in that. Um, But it wasn't our best performance of the season. Um, We were very lucky on the day that Everton was so poor. Uh, So much so that sitting in the pub after, there was this this really weird feeling that we felt like we should be celebrating finally winning a, a football match. But also felt really weird because it didn't feel like we deserved to win. Mm. You know, Everton had 64 percent possession; um, they dominated the ball, um, but just couldn't do anything with it. We caught them twice on two counter attacks and and finished them off, um, which is you know what we've done so well over the last two two years under Moyes. But we didn't really offer anything other than those two counter-attacks, uh, maybe barring a couple of efforts in the last 10 minutes when Everton had just run out of ideas. So, yeah, we won. We, we we stopped the rot a little bit. Huge three points. But, and I said on our podcast earlier this week, that it doesn't still doesn't give me much confidence that we turned a corner. Um, it doesn't give me any confidence that we're now going to go on a run of unbeaten games, particularly when you look at our fixtures in, in February. We've got Chelsea, Tottenham, Newcastle and Forest. You know, all games where you know teams are capable of dropping points. Any team's capable of dropping points, even against Forest. So, yeah, happy with the win, obviously, but also just still quite wary that it wasn't a great performance, and we were just lucky that Everton was so bad. Um, play like that against another any other team in the Premier League, even another team in the relegation battle, and you probably don't win as comfortably as, as we as we did. If you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, looking at fixtures, I think probably next five, if Moyes makes it that far, is is kind of make or make a break.
2: Um, well, that, that that's it. Is that you know it was a must win game for him, but the week before we lost the Wolves, which was also a massive game. So it's kind of like, well, yeah, you've beaten Everton, but you've lost the Wolves, and now you've got this run of fixtures. So you haven't really, you, you're not really any better off. Yeah, you got an extra three points, but you know lose to, lose to Newcastle and you're back in the bottom three, and then you lose your job. Mm. Um, so it feels like that just winning that game against Everton is kind of just giving him an extra week or two. Yeah. Um, because at the moment we just don't see any way that he he gets us out of the trouble that we're currently in. If you know what I mean. So um, it's it's it was a strange win. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very weird situation to be in.
1: Yeah. And I guess he's probably given himself a little bit more time. You know, we've talked about previous years and the memories that he's given West Ham fans. Um, mm. And he's probably given himself uh, an extra couple of games. My question to you though, and, and I was listening to your your podcast doing my research um, and I think you you mentioned it on there, but what is the solution? If David Moyes is sacked tomorrow,
2: what's the solution till the end of the season? Well, that's, that's the big question, isn't it? Because... No, we're led to believe that they've now finally drawn up a, a shortlist of managers, which they hadn't done before the World Cup. And the World Cup was the perfect time to make a change in my eyes. Um, it was six, six seven weeks to, for a new manager to come in and, and get his ideas across. Um, And the, the shortlist is underwhelming. It's, you know, Nuno, Bielsa, uh, Sean Dyche and um, I can't remember the other one, but it was, that, oh, it was that underwhelming, you know. So you look at it and go, well, if you do get rid of him, then you have to have a proper plan, um, and I, I'm not a big a big fan of having a stopgap for for four or five months. Um, yeah, oh, Rafa Benitez was the other one, and if if, if I had to pick any of that, the four it'd be Rafa, someone that's played you know managed big players, um, probably you know been in that situation before. Um, any manager that comes in though should be able to keep us up because the, the quality's there. We've got a really, really good squad. Um so yeah, if he goes, anyone that comes in, I think keeps us up. Just by default, really. I mean I mean if you if you come in and still get relegated with that squad, then you've got a problem. Um you just got to play play them all in the right position and play them in the 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 thing that we want is someone to come in and ha- don't have any favourites. Moores has got favourites um, favorites of which are not playing well. Suchek being the, the big one. Um, to, someone comes in, fresh ideas, no favorites, not you know, no affiliation with anyone. We'll drop Suchek if he has to. Um, we'll drop Antonio if he has to. Um, we'll drop Bowen even if he has to. Um, at the moment, Moyes isn't doing that. Um, but yeah, it, it's a difficult one really because I love David Moyes, and I don't. I, I, I wish it hadn't come to this, but something's got to happen because he's not changing. Um, and the only thing that, that has to change if he's not going to change is him, um, in terms of the position. So, yeah, I don't really know what happens, but I'd like the the club to go down the Brighton route and get a young, a young manager from Europe that's showing a lot of promise that's, you know, um, learning in the modern game rather than kind of still trying to get across ideas from, you know, um, five, ten years ago tactically and kind of is adapting to the modern game and is kind of cutting his teeth um, in an era that we want to be in, um, if that makes sense. So that's what I want them to do. But under the current ownership, that is definitely not what they're going to do. They'll go for the cheap option.
1: Yeah. And I mean, for a neutral, looking at the Premier League this year at the top end, at the bottom end, it's, you know, it's fantastic. I mean, there's not one team at the moment that's, that's kind of cut adrift. Um, you've got a bit of a mini-league down there. I think I'd probably say up to kind of Forest, Palace may be dragged back in. You never know. But up to Forest, I think any of those three could could probably go down. Um, obviously, Derby are hoping uh, that uh, Forest and Leicester are uh, are two that, that kind of drop. But, um, yeah, it, it looks like a, a really kind of competitive race to to stay up and, and out of the division. And I think I agree. I think looking at your squad, I think you've got too much to to kind of go down. Um, but then mm. again, we've said that previously, haven't we? We've said that about numerous teams. You've probably said that about when you've dropped out of the Prem previously. So,
2: well, we did it, in 2003. Mm. with um, We had Joe Cole, Paolo Di Canio, uh, David James, uh, Michael Carrick, Jermaine Defoe, and we still went down. So yeah. it's possible for big clubs with, with good squads to go down still.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Thinking about the game, um, how do you think that West Ham will approach this one in terms of kind of philosophy and the way they play? Do you think it it will be similar kind of David Moyes football? What What are you thinking in that regard?
2: It's another difficult one to call. Um, he went he went five at the back at home to Everton uh, at the weekend, which surprised a lot of us. Just thought, you know, in a game like that, you you got to go for it. You got and we didn't. Um, and I get the feeling it, it felt like that was probably going to be his approach for the rest of the season: try and play it safe, try and catch teams on the counter. Um, we've been so good over the last two years of allowing other teams to have the ball. Um, defensively, we're still pretty good. If you actually look at um, our defensive record in the Premier League, we might be where we are in the league, but actually defensively, one of the best teams down there. And that's as a result of us. We're, we're very good defensively. We let teams have the ball, um, and then catch them on the counter. And I'm pretty sure that's what we'll do again. Um, what what we've been very good at, especially, is set pieces in the last two seasons. Not this season, which worries me a little bit because that's one thing that David Moyes hasn't really changed. He's gone well. That's not working this season. We'll try. We'll, we'll try a different approach. Um, and that's because Sutek's been out of form. He was key to our set pieces. Craig Dawson's been sold to Wolves. Um, but he he will likely allow Derby or, or allow Derby to have a little bit of the ball, particularly away from home. Um, and we'll, we'll try and catch him on the counter. One thing that's been very clear over the last two and a half years is that we're we're not very good with the ball. We've got very skillful players, we run out of ideas very quickly in the final third. Um, and we don't score many goals when we're dominating possession. Uh, that's been clear even this season. So um, I, I get the feeling that that's what he'll do. Um, even though we are the Premier League side, uh, and no disrespect, we've got the better players, he will He will still probably go, right, just sit back and ca- catch them on the counter. Um, whether that's the right approach or not in a game like this uh, is a different, different matter, but... Um, knowing Moyes, I think he'll try and play as safe as possible.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's understandable. And do you think there are any weaknesses that Derby could exploit? Um,
2: it's set, maybe from set pieces. I mean, we're good at attacking set pieces, but one, one of our issues has been defending them at, at times. Um, we tend to switch off quite a lot. Um, even in possession or even out of possession, we, we do tend to switch off at, at, at key moments in games. That's why we lost the Wolves. Um, we lost 1-0 at Molyneux, and their goal came from one of our corners. Um, they caught us on the counter-attack. We were caught out of position because we switched off, um, and they scored a very good goal. It was a very good counter-attack. Um, so if I, if I was Derby, I'd be looking at trying to do a very similar thing. Um, just be alert, because the likelihood is that some of those players or one or two of those players will switch off and get caught out of position. Um, We're good defensively, but we are susceptible to lapses of concentration at key moments in games, um, which I would expect Derby to know already um, and be looking to exploit.
1: Yeah, that's understandable. Well, I think something's got to give. Obviously, Derby are 19 unbeaten, so, you know, I personally don't think that we are going to get a result. I think that West Ham will, will come and, uh, and uh, yeah, and get a result at Pride Park. We'll talk about predictions in, in just a moment, but um, something's definitely, something's definitely got to give there. But I think when we saw, you know, the draw, we thought actually, you know, especially at Pride Park, we'll Mm. have a good go here. Um, And obviously we all went up to Anfield a, a couple of months ago, got a good result there. And, almost you know beat him on penalties so I think Paul Warren will literally you know it will be the same kind of message go out there enjoy yourself these are the games you all want to play in so leave it all out there so to speak so yeah I I think it's set up to be a a really good game and like I say hopefully you bring some of them them world-class players like Rice like like Paqueta um, and uh, yeah it will be a a good evening of, of football on the TV as well on the box which is always good um. Be uh yeah. As long as Premier League clubs, Championship clubs, don't look at our players and then put in cheeky bids before the end of the window, I'll be happy with that. Um. So prediction time. I've already kind of alluded to what I'm thinking, but what's your what's your thoughts? What what score prediction and goal scorer would you go for?
2: I'm trying to think back of what I predicted in our podcast. I think I said two one. Uh, so West Ham, so I'm going to say 2-1. Um, I think it will be tight. Um, our goals will come from, or at least one of the goals will come from a counter-attack um, or from long range. I don't I, I don't see us um, really being that clinical in front of goal. So, yeah, it would be tight. And I've got a feeling Derby will probably take the lead as well and it will be a little bit shaky for us. But um, equally, I wouldn't be surprised if he lost, if I'm honest. <laughs> Um, all I want to do is avoid a replay. Yeah. Um, and one thing we one thing we sound the podcast is these uh, we don't we want to cut run, but if we go out to a Premier League side, then it's like okay, fair enough. Um, we beat we beat Brentford in the last game, but if we lose this, it will be very disappointing. And there's no disrespect to Derby, but you know, being a Premier League side, you do not want to go out to a side that's in a, a division a, 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 in the leagues below you. Mm. Um. So obviously I don't want to see us lose, we want to avoid a replay because we've got Europe coming up, which we don't want any more fixtures. Um but I do think we'll we'll scrape a win. Um just because that's that's just the form we're in at the moment. We're we're not gonna win comfortably, I don't think.
1: Yeah. That's understandable. As long as there's goals, I'd I'd be happy. Um I think our our run comes to an end and I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. I'd say two one would be uh, a result that I'd I'd probably take a 2-1 to be honest as long as it's an exciting game I'd be happy with that you always you always hear podcasts and people go oh yeah you know West Ham are coming to down we'll beat them 3-0 you know you've got to back your own team but <laughs> you've got to be a you got to be a realist haven't you I think yeah, So yeah. um yeah well it's all set up like I said it's all set up for for a really good game um so yeah hoping to uh hoping to put uh yeah put on a good show for all the fans watching on TV and all the all the neutrals that will, will be checking in for the magic of the cup. James, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on and give us an insight. Um, it's been really good to hear about West Ham. Uh, James Jones from the We Are West Ham podcast. Um, go and check them out. i was just saying off air how I like when I do my research, just listening as a neutral to these podcasts uh, without any any kind of passion or, uh, or frustration or anything like that. And yeah, your podcast is really good. So thanks for coming along. All the best on Monday. And uh, yeah, all the best against Forest in a, in a couple of weeks time,
2: James. Nice one. Thanks for having me. And um, yeah, good luck for the rest of the season. Uh, obviously not on Monday night, but um, <laughs> part of me hopes you carry that unbeaten run on because I didn't realise you were unbeaten for 19 games. And that's kind of given Monday night a different dimension in my eyes, a little bit. Um, but yeah, wish you all the best.